Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're here tonight to talk to you about loving the one you're with. First of all, you know, February is the month of love. Many people um, celebrate Valentine's Day this month and, you know, there's a lot of love in the air. I'm sure we're already seeing uh, commercials for all the chocolates you can get your sweetie and all of the flowers you can get. All the them. retail stores are filled with all the red, the chocolate oh, yeah. flowers, you get the Oh, yeah. flowers, all the different flower advertisers out there. Absolutely. So, so love is in the air. So for the next four weeks, the next four Wednesdays, we will be talking about things involving love. And tonight I want to talk about loving the one you're with. You know, one of the things that happens a lot in relationships is they can get stale. They can start off passionate and exciting, and your, your intimate partner, you just love them, and you like the way they smell and the way they look. Ah. And what was that? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I was like, did you eat something bad? I'm sorry. And that's like, you really want to be with them. But after a while, you know, and it happens in lots of relationships, a, a person gets tired of the person that they're with and they start just all the things that come along with the relationship. And they start to feel like, you know, I don't know if this relationship is going to work and I bet that I can find some happiness out there and I can have it with someone that's better than the one I'm with. And so that's when a lot of people say the grass always is greener on the other side of the fence. And so I want to go through a couple of things that just starts uh, people off with having trouble being able to, to love the person that they're with. One of the things that I think really, and I'm just going to go through a couple of things, and then Darren is going to talk about the greener grass syndrome, and then we'll talk about how to be in the moment with the person that you're with. But one of the things I, I think happens a whole lot in relationships is that we begin to think that we can begin to compare our partner, our sweetheart, the person that we've always loved for being just who they are with other people and how great somebody else's relationship is and how great this imaginary person that you're daydreaming about can be. And even if the person is a real person, um, you only imagine what life with them would be like, right? Because even if you've been with them before and you get back with them, you still can only imagine what current day life with that person would be like. Absolutely. So people begin to make comparisons between, you know, your brother, he's really a better guy than you, or you're turning into your father, and I don't know if I want to be that. I don't want to be with that person. And so then we start to have an unrealistic view of ourselves and of other people and our worth. Like I, I see so many people say that I'm better than this guy that I'm with and, or I'm better than that this girl that I'm with. And I always say, then why did you get with them? Right. You know, how did that relationship start off that you're so much better than them? What were you just using them like until you could find somebody else? Were they just placeholders? You know, I should be with the CEO. I should be with the model. You know, I deserve I deserve better. Correct. Than the person I'm currently with. Than the person you're with. And, and sometimes that can be true. I'm not going to discount that. But a lot of times we make decisions to date someone or marry someone based out of our insecurities as opposed to our strengths. So maybe you are finding that out. But we want to encourage you that whoever you're with, I mean, unless they're being physically abusive to you. So I'm not saying if someone's beating you up every night, shooting you, uh, you know, doing things, verbal abusing you, demeaning you, hurting your children that you should be with them. No, I'm saying that if the relationship is otherwise fine and one day you wake up and you say, oh, I've fallen out of love, that there's ways that we can kind of still be in love with the person we're with. Another thing that I think is really important that, that pushes people away from being able to love the person that they're with is we have more access 
um, through social media and just dip wireless this, and we can talk on the phone and computers in our car and all that, to old boyfriends and girlfriends from the past that we've ever had before. This is true. It used to be you date somebody, you know, you graduate high school, and then they basically fall off the earth. You, right, know? you may see them at the 25-year reunion, 20-year reunion. Oh, oh that's true. Maybe so, maybe no. Maybe right. Um, <laughs> you might hear, oh, so-and-so joined the military, he's living in Iran or whatever. Right. Susie's a supermodel, but you've never seen her in any pictures. But you, you didn't you didn't used to be able to just go online and, and, and Google the person that you used to love and find them. And so many times people have that access and they start going, you know, Billy Bob is still working out four hours a day. His body looks much better. If my husband would just do 50 crunches a night. It would be awesome. Right. If my girlfriend could just get that plastic surgery, you know, things could be better. Another thing that stops or prohibits people from loving the person that they're with is anger and resentment. You don't like their family. They don't like something you said 15 years ago. You got into a fight in 1862. You and Harry Tubman were in a struggle. I mean, all those things went on, and you all never talked about it or communicated about it, so much so that sometimes we bury what the anger and resentment is about, and we just start to feel like we don't love that other person. Okay. The last thing that's really a big thing is the reality of love is that love takes work and effort and that every day may not be um, the most glamorous day of your life, but it's worth it. And when you have to start paying bills for somebody and you're not just having, you know, um, having sex at the park or something like that, when when you have to be committed and the bills, the rent has to be paid the next day, and that mother-in-law that you don't like is still, you know, she's still here, still creating havoc, then people start to say, if if you know if I were really in love, then it wouldn't bother me that it'd be passionate all the time, mm-hmm. twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. All the emotions flowing. You know, people confuse love as just as strictly as an emotion, right? The excitement of love. That you know, but love is action, right? Like I said, love is takes work. Love is action. Love is commitment. Love is dedication. Love is going to work when you don't want to work. You're taking out the garbage when you don't want to take the garbage out. Why? Because that's what you do in a relationship. That's your job. So you're going to do it whether you feel like it or not. That's love. Sex when you don't want to have it. Sex when you don't want to have it. Why? That's part of your duty in a marriage. That's what? That's what you do, right? Pay the bills when you would rather buy a new purse. Right. Buy, buy a new purse. Buy a boat. Buy yourself a motorcycle, whatever it is. But guess what? You've got commitments. You've got obligations. But that's what love is about. That's what serious relationship's about. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times that's not glamorous. Right. So um, like they compare like the single sexy life compared to the committed, loving, enriching life. Right. Right. And, and I mean, and, and I think it's worth it to say that many people don't really know what a relationship is because either one, people don't tell them. Right. Because you know maybe maybe mom is bitter, so she feels like if she tells you that hey, you know your dad was no good and no men are ever going to be any good, that she doesn't want to destroy you, so she just doesn't give you information. And I think we all have been taught about fairy tales. The knight in shining armor comes to save the damsel in distress, and they not only live happily, happily ever after, they live in a castle. Right. And they never argue. There's right. never any disagreements. But even if it is a disagreement, you know, somehow he pulls out his shiny sword and she feels like, you know what, Prince Charming, you are right. Maybe I should. Right. What is that? That was the birds. Oh, these are sound effects. Okay. I sound effects. We're on the radio. So, so I think many people buy into that fairy tale. And then we, when we grow up, we still have this immature fairy tale of what a relationship is going to be like. And I'm not saying that you cannot have that fairy tale, that you cannot live in Camelot, that you cannot have utopia. But I am saying that all that comes with, with continuous effort and work. Absolutely. I mean, like you mentioned, we're not saying that, that love, that all that action, dedication, and commitment is not 
fun, enjoyable, and you're still enjoying one another. You're still having a good time. You still have passion. Mm-hmm. But there's, it's not just 100% passion all the time where you don't have any work associated with it. Like, you may not be passionate about laundry, but it still has to get done. But it still has to get done. You may not like that she's getting whiskers or gaining weight or whatever your pet peeves are, but that shouldn't prohibit a person from loving the other person. Sure, it's yeah, you lose that responsibility. So this greener grass syndrome, there yeah. talk about it a little bit. Okay, this is from an article on um, healthmoneysuccess.com, and they talk about what they call the greener grass syndrome. And they basically talk about of articles why the grass is always greener on the other side. They say, one, it's part of human nature, okay? There's a lot of uncertainty and curiosity as part of, our, as part of human nature, and we're always trying to search for that what's better or what's really going to be best for us at any point in time. So mm-hmm. that's part of, it's part of our makeup. For example, like every six months now on, on most of the telephone plans, you can upgrade your phone to the newest phone. Right. You don't have to wait a whole year or a whole two <laughs> years. old phone. Correct. And I think the same thing with cars. You know, the, 24, the 2015 models are coming out now. People are saying, you know, man, we probably need to trade in our 2012 model to get the new bells and whistles. Sure. And so people want to trade in their car, their house, their shoes, and their mate. That's a good point. To get the better model because we're so used great. to getting that right. You know, give me the give me the super size. You know, right. <laughs> give me extra so, hot French fries. I want the luxury model. Right. For all the bells and whistles. Well, I want that guy I married in the beginning. I don't want the guy that I, I've worked the hair off the top of his head or whatever's going on. You want the next model up. Okay. Well, the bad thing with that one is we'll go right to the article to talk about. Oh, is that because you're constantly looking for what's better, you never get a chance to really take advantage of what's right in front of you, the person that you're with. So you're missing out on all those good times and uh, enjoyment that you can have with your partner because you're constantly looking for what's possibly better. Okay, so you lose out on that. And so the, really the person who you're with right now could be the right person with you, could be the best person for you, but because you're constantly looking around for somebody else, you're missing out all the enjoyment and finding out this person is truly a good person for you. Absolutely. Okay? And a lot of that, I'm going to say not everybody has a greeting rep syndrome. I mean, I think that there are some people that are really, like, comfortable with the person that they're with. Sure. But there's a vast majority of people that look a little bit to the left and a little bit to the right looking for hey, would it be better? How can I upgrade this situation? How can we not ever have a fight? How can I never have to worry about this, that, or the other? How can I get that better thing? And, you know, they talk about the grass is always going to be greener on the other side. No matter which side you're on, the grass is always going to be greener. Now, I, I bring that to something you mentioned, that the comparison, because a lot of times, especially if you're comparing with an ex or a past, guess what? You're comparing what's currently going on in the reality to your past memories, and we have a tendency as human beings always to remember just the good times, right? Mm-hmm. You're comparing to that to that old love, whatever. You only remember the good times, but there's a reason why they're ex, right? That you're not currently with them because whatever that situation is, guess what? That person, that person's makeup, and you chose not to continue in that situation. But when you reflect back, we have a tendency, not you, but as we a human being, we have a tendency to reflect back. We only remember the good times, okay? Until reality sets in. Oh, remember that? Remember that they did that? They didn't really, you really like that? They lied about that situation? Oh, that's why we broke up in the first place. So a lot of times we do these comparisons that are really not fair, just to this uh, imaginary situation, which is not true reality. Absolutely. Okay. Now, one thing they talk about, three different things, how to cure this green, greener grass syndrome. The first thing is just taking an acknowledgement that the person that you're coming with is the best person for you right now. This is the person with, with you right now. This person is the best person for me right now. And just acknowledge that. Okay. With them, we're enjoying ourselves. Hey, this is the best person for me right now. Number two, Okay, always apply your best efforts in the current relationship. 
if you're not giving your full percent to your relationship, you really can't expect to get a full package back to you. You can't expect the other person to give their best if you're not willing to give your best. You definitely cannot coast in a relationship. And a lot of times in relationships where people are frustrated, somebody's coasting. Right. Like I meet women that say, um, I really love the guy that I'm with, but he won't get a job. He wants me to pay all the bills. He wants me to do everything. And the other guy's coasting. Or you meet people that say, hey, my, my partner, my sweetheart, is emotionally unavailable. So let's say something's happened, you get upset, you close down, and then you refuse to give that emotion to the person that you're with, you're coasting. Right. And when the person begins to coast and they start saying, well, if they don't have to put in the work, then... The other person's not going to put in the work. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I said, well, if you're in a relationship, you're deciding to be in that relationship, go ahead and put 100% in and do the relationship. If you decide, guess what, this is not going to work, it's not going to be a long term, then fine. Then you leave that relationship and you move on. But while you're in a relationship and you decided to be in it, put 100% into it. Because in general, in our culture, people pick to be who they're going to be with. Yes. So it's not, it's not like your parents set you up and force this on you and then you've got to do it because they've betrothed you. It's like you meet a guy at Burger King or wherever you meet him, at the mall, at work, at the lawyer's office. You, you think everything is great. You all are dating. And then one day you start, like, punishing him or her for being with you. Mm. That's unnecessary. Absolutely. Another thing I think a lot of people do, people compare their partners with other people. Uh, you know, even though you may be, that one person may be happy with their partner, totally satisfied, but another person may be, quote, unquote, better looking than the person they're with. But the person you're with is attractive, right? You're happy with them. They, you're enjoying it. But someone may be better looking. They may have a better job. They may more, make more money. But you're happy in that relationship. That person is making you happy. So be happy in that mm-hmm. because just because someone has maybe have more money, maybe have a better looking, doesn't mean that whole package is going to be a better whole package for you. Well, all that stuff is relative anyway. I mean, as people age, the, their ability to be sexy is just, it just changes. I mean, yep. so, and each person, like, what I find sexy may not be what the other guy finds sexy. Or yep. you may find out that you think she's so sexy, she's wearing a girdle. Or he's wearing a girdle. Like, we, we had a friend tell us <laughs> he wore a girdle. He took his girdle off at night oh, and boom, right. I mean, everything fell out. So. And that's another thing. You know, people may give you their opinion. Oh, you know, Sue Snowflake is so attractive, but you may be attractive to uh, Judy Brown. And but just because everybody else says that this woman or this man is a good looking, but you like who you like, accept it. That's who this is who I like. This person makes me happy. I don't care what the society says or what my friends say who I should go with. I'm gonna go who who makes me happy. Absolutely. That's not necessarily always easy to do. Yeah, I think that's much harder than what people think it is to be with the person they want to be with, mm-hmm. regardless of what other folks are saying. Absolutely. That's really hard. And I think it's not just what the people directly around you are saying. What messages do we get about relationships? Yes. From, I mean, from right now there's this popular show, I don't know the name of it, maybe Mike and Molly, where both of the people are, like, overweight or whatever. Yes. And yes. it's like, ooh, you know, that's the first time we can see an overweight couple in their love. I mean, like, 80% of the people I see walking out to the overweight couples, <laughs> and they seem to be in love. So, so there's this idea that there's some kind of perfection out there and that if you don't fit the perfection that's being given to you or your partner doesn't fit it, not okay. Good point. Very good point. You know, but I think a lot of times we have to be bold enough to say, so I like him a little thick. It is what it is. Or I, I like a short dude or whatever, or whatever. that thing is. Whatever. But a lot of times folks can't take the ribbing. They they get told, oh, you know, you're a man shorter than you. Ah, he, he. And then yes, people, people get, oh, man, you are shorter. Wear tall shoes. Uh, right. I'm going to wear flats now or all those things to sort of try to um, 
you know, compensate for what other people think is okay. You really got to fight for your happiness. If this person made me, I'm going to fight for it. I'm gonna keep it. And let me be clear. Derek keeps saying makes me happy. I don't believe anyone can make you happy. Okay. Being in this relationship is good for you and you are happy in that relationship. Okay. Yeah. Then stay in that relationship if that's what's making you happy. Good point. Good point. Thanks for the correction on that. Okay. So the last one, take a side and stick to it, like you mentioned before. If you're in a relationship, go ahead and put 100% into it. Mm-hmm. And down the road of your side, you want to change relationships, or guess what? It's not going to work out, but go ahead and leave. But while you're in it, go ahead and put 100% into it. Make a decision and make that decision right. I mean, and another way, I mean, I'm just going to tell you some signs that folks are looking for something on the other side of the, the, the fence. Mm-hmm. One thing I've noticed is if you're the girl he can, or the guy that he or she can only see in the middle of the night, <laughs> Uh, we could only go to the movies. We're going to be in clothes in the dark. Right. Um, that's not doing anything local. I mean, right. all of that. That means they don't want you to be seen with them because right. they're looking. They're they're looking for someone else. They don't want to close down the other options. Right. If you see flirting going on and then they go, oh, you know, I was just flirting with her to get us a discount for the meal. No. <laughs> he was flirting with her because he wanted to keep that option open and he wanted to be able to say or she wanted to be able to say. I'm not really with them. That's my sister, my sister, right. or we're just friends or whatever. So there's always signs that another person's on the prowl for somebody else. You know, when you when folks are taking phone calls, they have to walk to the bathroom and shut the door all of a sudden. Then they're they're looking for that greener pasture. Right. And so you need to be able to be bold enough in the moment not to search a phone or something, but to say, hey, I'm feeling like you're on the prowl for like a little greener grass or whatever. Where do we stand with things? Good point. Not not easy conversation, not easy conversation to have. Absolutely. But a necessary conversation. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. So now we'll get into this article, How to Love the One You're With. This is from eHow, and that's the name of the article, How to Love the One You're With. Okay? Number one they talk about is uh, make respect a priority in your relationship. Make sure you're respecting your partner, and obviously make sure they're respecting you back. Uh, number, true, number two is let your sweetie know um, that you're going to be true to them. Yeah, I'm not going to. Cheat on you, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to be who I am with you, okay, you're going to see who I am. And then vice versa, okay, make sure that you allow them to be who they are. Don't try and mold them and develop into who you want. You know, if they're the person you want to be with, let them be who they are, okay? And if they're not, then they're not going to be the person. Go ahead and let them go and find someone who's going to, who, in that relationship, you're going to be happy. Absolutely. Okay, I'll put it that way, okay? Number four, See the best in your sweetheart. You know, look for the positive things. Don't always focus on the negative. You know, he or she didn't do this. He or she didn't do that. You know what? Well, guess what? They're doing a lot of good things. Focus on the good things. And, you know, that they wrote you a note. They, they got you some flowers. They, they asked. They made sure you got to work on time. Things that they're that paying the mortgage. That they're paying the mortgage. They, they cooked the dinner. They picked up the kids on time. All these different fine things. Okay? Number five, approach conflict with a light heart, open mind, and a sense of humor. You know, guess what? That's a surprising thing. Surprising for me, you know, that there there could be conflicts in a relationship. Right? We got there are going to be. That's conflicts. Is shocking. It, it, like, it doesn't make any sense. I love you. You love me. Why in the world any kind of disagreement? It's unfathomable to me. It does not make any sense to me. But you live and learn. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Let me go back to number one really quick. It says make respect your number one priority. If love is a flower, then respect is the soil supporting that flower to grow. Love cannot bloom without the healthy foundation of respect. Mm-hmm. Let me talk about what respect is for for a brief second. Number one, I think one of the things that some of the articles leave out is you need to be able to have a conversation with your sweetheart, with your significant other, with your husband, with your spouse, with your girlfriend about what your expectations are. 
and what respect means to you. I mean, I think a lot of relationships talk about we have a mutual and healthy respect for one another, Dr. Noel. And when I say, well, what is that? Well, I respect her. Okay. <laughs> All right. What does that mean to you? And what does that mean to him? And what does that mean to her? And what does respect look like? Does it does respect look like I tell you to jump and you jump? Does respect look like, hey, I came home and the house was clean? Does respect look like I stayed up until you got home even if it was 2 a.m.? Does respect look like I, I go visit your mom even if I don't want to? Does respect look like I pay the bills? Does respect look like, I mean, what does respect look like? And that's different for each and every couple. Yeah. And I think couples have to talk about expectations constantly. It's, I, I hear a lot of people say, well, when he met me, he knew that I didn't like my eggs over easy. And then I was having breakfast yesterday, and he made me over easy eggs. That was disrespectful. Okay. So that might have been five years ago. Maybe, you know, maybe you ate an over easy egg while you were out at a breakfast place, and he thought, hey, it's okay. Maybe he was trying something new. What, is a, what are you talking about? Well, maybe he was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I guess maybe he noticed the change. Oh, right. surprise, apparently her taste has changed. I'm going to show her. I noticed the change. Right. Ah. Right. Right. Ah. Right. That deep love. Right. So, what are the expectations of the relationship? Whether whether it's respect, whether it's who's going to pay bills, whether it's going to be who can gain weight, whether it's who's going to pay the you know make the money, whether it's how we're going to handle family, what are we going to do? All of these things are huge, and I find that one of the big places that respect comes into key for a spouse is when you are with that extended family. Mm-hmm. You would not believe the amount of people that come to me to say, you know, I could have taken him calling me a name before I could have taken him uh, ignoring me when I was at his mom's house. Or um, I hear people say, you know, she is so different when she gets around her family. You know, I just I don't want to be with her in that setting. I feel disrespected. Mm, wow, okay. And a lot of that to me is because we have not or couples don't sit down and say, Hey, I'm, and you can't predict every situation, first of all. But when you're going into situations, especially new ones, you should be having conversations about what your expectations of that thing is. You know, it is different when you go back into an environment to people who know you as an individual versus people who met you as when you're a couple, right? Right. Because guess what? When you go back to people who knew you as an individual, you can tend to go back to who you were back then. Absolutely. Even though it's not who you are now because you're married, you're changing, things like that. But guess what? Well, as soon as you get back with your then you go back to your high school buddies, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're back into that single mode, right? You know, goofy and stuff like that. Like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not the guy who wants to slow down. Uh, he's up. But it's something you have to consciously think about. I'm not going to go back into that mode when you just knew me as a single person. I'm a married person now, and i got to respect the person I'm with, bring them along, make sure they feel included in mm-hmm. this, not just, hey, let's go sideline. You know, mm-hmm. this person is now part of me, right? Absolutely. Especially if you're married, obviously. So that's but, change. But respect in that setting, in, in settings where there's other folk around, is you have to learn what it is that your partner, your spouse needs to feel safe in that situation. Yeah. I mean, so I'll give you an example that I, that's always interesting to me. When siblings get together, um, you know, you're married, your husband's a big lawyer or whatever, a big, you know, whatever he is, and you all get together and he hangs out with his brother and they're talking about, Big Butt Betty that he used to date, you know, back in the 80s. And you're sitting there like, Big Butt Betty, like, you know, why is that happening right, now? Right. He's like, yeah, Big Butt Betty. You know, she had a big old, big old, you know, that kind of thing goes on. And they may, you may just be saying, but you're, you're sweet. You're sitting there like, right. right. 
Or maybe you and your sister like to play bed with and you like to, uh, you know, whatever it is that you like to do, respect is about how do you always manage to make that other person a priority in the relationship? Not easy to do. It takes it takes focused effort because mm-hmm. you can easily forget. You know, mm-hmm. you get to jump into that old time and you just immediately mentally go back to where you're at. You got to focus on that. Absolutely. So that was just the respect thing. Another another thing is, you know, I think this be true to yourself thing is really kind of weird. Um, it says do not change, edit, censor, morph, or push yourself to be anything other than the way you naturally are in hopes of becoming something closer to what your partner's ideal mate will be. Now, Dr. Noel disagrees with that. I'm not saying you have to totally change who you are, but a person that's a part of a committed relationship does have to come to the middle and come to some compromise. I don't mean like, you know, you're an atheist, so I'm going to stop worshiping God to make you love me. I don't, I don't talk, I'm not talking about that. Okay. But you may, you like to ski, he likes to play basketball, you might have to play basketball while you ski. I mean, there may be some things that you have to do together right. that are very different than what you're able to do alone. Like, I'll, I'm a globe traveler. I would love to be living in France right now. But when I got married, I can't say, well, I'm going to be true, true to myself. Right. I'm going to get a plane ticket. I'm moving to France tonight. And I think that's part of the falseness that we tell each other about relationships that, hey, you know, I'll 100% be able to do everything I want to do. Right. And you'll 100% be able to do whatever you want to do, but we can still be a couple. It doesn't work that way. Like, I and it, it's it's tricky because it's a balance because you want to be true to yourself, but then you all, the rest of them also give, right? If somebody you know is a homebody, they're not a kind of a person who likes to go out, party, stuff like that, they're a homebody person. And that's the way they were when you got them, right? You can't expect them all of a sudden to be every Friday night to be hanging out with you. But you can, I guess, say, you know what, every once in a while we're going to go out. Because, you know, I like to go out. So every once in a while we're going to go out. Well, so, so then I would amend be true to yourself to do not, do false advertising. Right. You know, don't make somebody think you're a party animal when you really, like, you know, don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Be honest and say, hey, I don't really, I don't like to hang out. I want to sit at home and hang my toenails. I want to sit at home and do whatever. So, like you said, a lot of stuff needs to be taken up front, addressed up front before you get too emotionally involved. Expectations. Expectations. From the beginning. From so the you're start. not getting surprised. Oh, after you know, year or two years, when you find out the zoo information. Mm-hmm. And usually it happens in a fight. Like they say here, to approach number five, approach conflict with a light heart. But normally in a fight, no one's lighthearted than you hear. <laughs> um, you hear, I hate chick flicks. The only reason I even went to see that movie was because we were together, but I'll never do it again. You're trying to make me who I don't want to be, those Ooh, kinds of things. One. Then, then somebody says, I didn't know I was forcing you into it. You, <laughs> you know, you always acting like you really wanted to go. You, you guys are going back and forth because everybody was faking. Now, let's be honest, everybody fakes a wee bit, you know. Sure. Oh, yes, I like to work out. I, uh, I uh, run three times a week. I mean, everybody fakes a little bit. But don't don't make out like you're something way different than who you so are. You should be going. You can go to the movie for the chick flick if you don't really like. But they know that, honey. I'm really not gonna. Uh, this is not my type of movie. But I'm gonna go so we can go together. Now, believe it not. Believe it not. That's that you're telling the truth. Yeah, they're in life chick flicks. Yeah, you like all that comedy and all that laughing. I want to see somebody get fights and back. Yeah, well, I'm definitely not into horror <laughs> movies. Let's make that clear. Horror movies come on. I'm getting up. I'm walking out. I'm He's screaming, toe twin legs. 
Thank you. 